Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. So today our topic is going to be around good people needing to know good people. And when I say that, we all say, of course, good people should know good people. But I have someone to introduce you to that this is his literal superpower is finding good people and letting them introducing them to other good people. So Aaron Eggert, who's the founder of Coalition 9, a dear friend um, and someone that I respect so highly for the for, for the community that he is building. And he'll talk more about that during the podcast. But today we're just going to get grounded again in that that knowing that we need to surround ourselves with good people. And that's really what success comes from, which is what we're all about on this podcast. So Aaron, thanks for being here, buddy. Hey, hey, thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. So yeah. as, as you know, I'm not telling your bio for you. You have to do yeah. the work. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your journey, the, the, the twists and turns and, and how you got to this point in your success. Yeah, I grew up here in the Twin Cities. Uh, I'm I went to college for a hot couple months. I, I am a college dropout, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to call myself maybe a, a little bit of a mature late bloomer. So I didn't I didn't kind of didn't get my 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 shit together until maybe early twenties, twenty two, twenty three, and then. I got into sales and that was kind of my calling. And I sold one of the most commoditized things on the face of the earth, which is office supplies. And uh, I worked at a small company. Uh, it was actually a pretty decent sized company uh, in, in White Bear called S&T Office Products. And I sold office supplies door to door. And that is, it's like selling copiers or anything else that you sell door to door, you're banging on doors. You don't kind of have a rite of passage until you get thrown out. Uh, I have crazy stories to tell about that. I won't bore you with some of those, but, but so, but I did learn a lot and I did really well in that world. And so broke some records from a sales standpoint at that company. It was about a 40 year old company and I was doing really well. And they did the thing that they probably shouldn't do with a, a rock star salesperson is make them a, a, a leader. And there's producers and there's leaders. And I just had that leadership bug and I loved doing it. And I loved developing other people. And that's kind of when my switch flipped on. I didn't really want to be just the producer. I wanted to see others produce and see others feel that, that, that feelings of success. And so I got into leadership and I think I was about 30. They made me a vice president. I ran their interiors division for a few years and then probably not much different than you, you know, you get you, you your time at Cargill, you know, you kind of get that re reboot every 18 months to two years. It's like, I get, I get bored. So then I wanted to get into ownership. And so I, I partnered up with a, a gentleman by the name of Joel Peterson, a, a very dear friend of mine. And we, uh, we worked together at iSpace Environments, uh, spearheaded a couple of rebrands, built a really cool team together. We had uh, about 120 employees and I lasted there about seven years. And then I hit my other wall. I guess it was maybe like, maybe it's like the seven year itch, right? Like, I think I, 
right? I think you know my philosophy on this. I know we we have talked about that. You have a, the, your decade shift, but it's somewhere between that seven and ten years. So I was there for seven years, and and I got the itch to where I think it was time to do something different. And so I, I exited that business and he still owns that uh, business today. And it's a great, uh, great business, great culture of what they currently have. All of my furniture is from there. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good people need to know good people. Uh, so, so yeah. So I decided to get into consulting and I focused on revenue consulting, sales and marketing, did that for a couple of years. And then the pandemic hit. And that's when Coalition Nine was born. Uh, I really wanted to have an op- take the opportunity to bring good people together that uh, didn't have the outlet of of building relationships with other good people. I wanted to disrupt kind of the the mindset around what peer groups and executive peer groups was. Not focus just on executives. Focus on just people, regardless of their leadership journey. And fast forward to now, uh, we're uh, 80 members strong and we're, it, it's been five months and we're growing like crazy. It's been outstanding. 80 people. It's insane, right? It, it, we're going we're gonna to talk about this as part of all this because there's a secret sauce in here somewhere that other people need to know. You've got to bottle it. So but before we dive into the topic, you're on the Superpower Success Podcast. So we have to know what is a superpower that you have that's really helped you get to this point? Yeah, I know you're going to ask me that question and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat uh, and I'm going to say it's kind of a combination of two, uh, curiosity and authenticity, but it's not you can't have one without the other for me. And so I'm, uh, sometimes I even say that I'm unapologetically authentic. Uh, I probably swear too much. I don't like dressing up very much. I live on a hobby farm and I own it, you know, it own the fact that I live on a hobby farm and, and that's part of my personal brand or whatever. And, and I just am who I am. Uh, for the curiosity side, I am like a two-year-old. I ask why, 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 why'd you do that? Why'd you do this? Why'd you make that decision? Why did you know all that other stuff? It's, it's, it's crazy, but that's, you know, and a little bit of my self-deprecating sense of humor and stuff like that. You throw all that into the mix and that's kind of what you get. Right. I love that. And that is, yes, those are definitely your superpowers (laughs) and, and why the community has built the way that it has, because it's true to who it is. And the right people belong in it. And the people that don't want that don't belong in it. And that's okay. Yep. Right. And Agreed. I think that's a great approach. So today we're talking about this idea, right? Really relationship building is really what it's about. And so talk about your philosophy on this and how it has impacted your success and the twists and turns and the different experiences you've had in that good people space. How, how have you used that in your success? So I read a book about, and I'm sure many of your listeners have, but I read a book about 13 years ago called The Go-Giver. And that book had such a profound uh, effect on my life and my philosophy. And one is I love to give, but you can't just give, 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 give. You have to be able to be open to receiving at the right times. And so I think that flywheel perspective of giving and receiving uh, is such a big big part of who I am. And then two is I just feel like really understanding people's story. And so you do a good job of that on, on this, on this podcast is you're trying to get people to tell their story and, and it's hard, right. in in a half an hour to really understand people's story. But I literally go into uh, the first time I meet somebody and just say, tell me your story. You know, what's your journey been like? And 
I think asking that curiosity side of me is I'll ask a lot of different questions and it opens up a little bit of Pandora's box on what people have been going through and what their lives have been like. And it's not just business stuff, right? Like you're not going to get, you're not going to get to know anybody just talking about all their business stuff like that. And that's boring. I want to hear about their life journey. I want to hear about where they grew up and, and all of that stuff that helped shape them to be who they are. That I think is that really, truly getting to know each other, building a relationship. It's way deeper than networking. Networking to me seems so tertiary and, and just it's a connection. And then you pop them into your LinkedIn and then you move on. That's just not enough for me. Right. So it's a, it's a much deeper level. And so why do you, as you're talking about this, even the go-giver, because we reread this as part of C9, I read it years ago, mm-hmm. but it was so validating for me because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, it's okay that this is the way I am, mm-hmm. right? That this mm-hmm. is how, because for many years in my career and building my business, you know, the people around me that I felt like were growing faster than me, right? Mm-hmm. Or were outpacing me were not like that. And so I felt like maybe there was something like I was too soft, right. right? Or there was something wrong with me. And so I think there are probably leaders that not struggle agreeing with you that that matters, but struggle in actually doing it. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think people are so afraid to be vulnerable and afraid to put themselves out there and afraid to tell the real story. Right. Like I, I just, and and, you know, leaders, let's just say leaders come in all different shapes and sizes. It doesn't mean that they're the leader of an organization and, and they don't need to be a quote unquote manager. Cause I hate that word. It there's internal leaders, there's family leaders, there's leaders in, in you know, spiritual leaders. There's all these different leaders in life. And I just think that it's got a little bit of a stigma to where maybe it's what we perceive as a culture of what a leader does is that they're not supposed to put themselves out there. They're not supposed to be vulnerable. They're not supposed to really lead with empathy. That's, I just think you talk about this a lot too in your work and it's changing so fast. And this pandemic has, has driven that I think even more to where people that aren't, aren't willing to be vulnerable and aren't willing to lean into empathy are going to get passed by. And, and if you're not willing to make those sacrifices and changes to really get to know your people and really get to know another human being, uh, it, you're going to suffer. And I think a lot, as you're, as you're talking, I'm thinking some examples of people that struggle with this. And part of it is where they're at. It's actually not mm-hmm. about anybody else. It's where they're at in their own life, mm-hmm. in their own head, in their confidence, in their scarcity mindset, right? I mean, so even when you think about competition, and yeah. partnership in a, a forum like what you run is there's no competition. No. Like there is more than enough, especially right now for all of us. And it's how do we partner and do things uniquely together because the two of us are going to be more powerful than one of us trying to do it on our own. But I still think there's a lot of people, especially out Absolutely. of the last year, living in that scarcity space. And I think there's a huge difference between uh, competition and comparison. Competition is healthy. You need competition to be to be better than you were yesterday. You need competition to drive you. Uh, there's going to be competitive advantages for every single organization, every single individual. Mm-hmm. Comparison of those people, you just need to compare yourself to how you were yesterday. Like, how can I just be a little bit better of a human being and and be a better 
a part of society and our community and not worry about what everyone else is doing. Frankly, what we do with Coalition 9 with peer groups and, and events and things like that is it's not a revolutionary concept. There's so many other companies that do a great job of doing that. It's just different flavors and it's a relatively saturated market. I get that. That's not going to stop me from doing and building a great community of people that want to be part of this. Frankly, some of them are part of us and other communities as well. Right. Let them do their, let them do their thing. Right. And it might be a season of what they need and what they want. And right. And I think we, we've got to let, we've got to not take that personally. Same thing with good people is I believe there's a time frame on relationships and it's not good or bad. It's some people come into our lives for a short period of time and leave. Some people come into our lives and you're like, I think you're going to stick around for a while. Right. Yeah. And, and some people are there for a lifetime. And yeah. it doesn't mean they're good people or bad people, but at the same time, I think some of us lose sight of finding those good people that are yeah. going to be in our corner, even if we haven't talked to them for a few months. Yeah. And people should not put pressure on themselves to, to establish who's a good person right off the bat. Like that takes time. And you're not going to spend an hour lunch with somebody for the first time you meet them and be like, you know what? That person is truly a good person. You're going to get to know that. You might think like, okay, my, my spidey sense went off and I feel like this person uh, you know, is a good person. I want to get to know them better. That's great. Lean into that. But don't feel like you need to establish that right off the bat. Right. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. How do you see, because you work with a lot of leaders, right, in, the, in these, this forum, and how do you see this impacting their personal lives as well as their careers? Yeah. So a lot of the things we talk about is, is mutual respect of communication. Um, so one of the books we, we have did, you did this too, is make a difference and it's understanding each other's personalities. And I think it's just that impact that you can have of being a good leader in life and with your, with your business, but then also translating that to the relationship with your significant other and your kids and, and your family members, and then your friends. I know that the way I've conducted myself has in my personal life has changed the way that I conduct myself in business and vice versa. It's mm -hmm. constantly an evolution. And so just being a constant learner, learning from people, understanding and respecting their strengths and, and what your strengths and weaknesses are. I think that can have such an effect on what you're doing as a human being. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, if we learn nothing over the last year, and I've said this a hundred times is we've learned that we're whole people, not right. our work and not home right. is we're really whole people. And we don't want to be two separates. Like I spent yeah. years in corporate going into the office and being different than I want, than I wanted to be right. Different than I was at home. And that's freaking exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and right. And same with you. You're just unapologetically like, and sometimes at 25, you can't be like that, but just know you can grow into that. I believe. And I think that's a challenging part about corporate corporate culture, right? Corporate culture is so siloed. And so you've talked about this on other podcasts with some of your guests is like, people have a hard time when they decide to leave corporate to build a new network. And it takes them a couple of years because they don't know anybody than, than the people that are in their, their space or in right. their business. Right. And I think that that is a little bit of a challenge in corporate corporate America to where they're not allowing their leaders to be ultra vulnerable and they're not allowing them to, to be truly who they are and build their own personal brands and things like that. Where in, in SMBs, small mid-sized business, they 
they thrive on that. You have to do that to survive because we all know relationships drive everything. And, and you can't go and close a deal, quote unquote deal with someone that you don't really know. They want to spend time getting to know you. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's why we're here. Right. Uh, right. That's why, I mean, and it just doesn't fit for everybody when you want that deeper connection. Right. So for somebody who's listening, right. And is like, I'm not as good at this, or I've gotten caught up in the seasons of life. Right. And I'm not doing as much of this. I'm like going through the motions. Where do they start? Like, how do they, how do they get better at this? Is it a muscle? Right. And, and where do they start? So this is an interesting thing I've been thinking about. I had a really great conversation with a friend, um, April Seifert. She's a psychologist. And she was talking about how people are going to, and I'm going to talk just specifically around how we're getting out of this pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And so people have been pent up for 18 months, let's say roughly, and their, their neurons in their brain are firing a different way than they did two years ago. And the way that people are interacting, they've been so sheltered and they've, the, the lack of emotion in video is, is having an issue on, on people. Now you're going to go and get thrust into doing, uh, one-on-ones and coffees and lunches. And it's exhausting. I personally have found the days that I get out of the, the house and the office, I am exhausted <laughs> after three meetings where I could be a machine previously. So one is give yourself a little bit of grace and, and start small, like schedule a coffee with somebody. And I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Don't put any pressure on trying to get your story out. Learn, just seek to learn, learn more about that person, ask some questions. It's going to naturally come up, but I think really just asking that first question is, Hey, tell me your story. What's your, what's your deal? Uh, and just let it go from there. If you can come with that one question and then, and then I think actively listen, like li- don't just be prepared to tell your story, listen to what they're saying and ask questions based on what the other person is, is saying is going to be really, truly key. I love this. And we talk in all of our leadership trainings about asking different questions. We've been talking about it for years, but now it's even more important mm-hmm. because what April, you know, that science of when you ask a different question, like not just how are you good? Okay. And then you move into the next. It actually turns on different parts of people's brains, yeah. right? There's a, re- there's a reaction in our brain. And as leaders, as networkers, and I hate that word, as relationship builders, yeah. we have to start asking different questions because it's otherwise it's surface level and it just, it doesn't go anywhere. That's why people come in and out because you don't actually take the time to learn yeah. more about them. And it's, it's, it's really digging into this. Sometimes it's like, Hey, how you doing? And, and then some, yeah, I'm doing good. No, like, how are you doing? <laughs> like, are you handling all this stuff good or, or, you know, getting, digging in and really getting to people to push them a little bit from an emotional standpoint. I have no problem with doing that. And you can see people get a little fidgety and, and sometimes you have to be the first person to open up and, and we've even seen that in some of our coalition nine groups is it takes a few months for people to gel when you have nine people in a room that I've never met, but one person throws out there some vulnerable thing about themselves and it opens up a whole, it just unwinds, which is, that's when things really start to happen. And, and it's, it's kind of like a social science experiment and I absolutely love it. Right. And yeah. again, that's somebody, you're right. Somebody sometimes has to be the one that's going to initiate the vulnerability to allow the space for everybody else to walk into it. 
Yeah, that's and that's always uh, I'm I'm cool with that being me, and I know that about you too. Like you right. have no problem, right? Just I have I'm no gonna throw problem. it out there. Like, listen, I got. Let me tell you, all the things are screwed up right now. Like where do we want to start? Yeah, my feet yeah. above the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a thing. I have a thing that I when I meet somebody for the first time, I have a thing called the shit test, and so I say, and you know, I know you people can swear on your your podcast, so it's fine. So I say the word shit in the first two minutes I meet him. And I watch their body language right. and I know kind of where I sit and I know what boundaries I can, I can push and, and I know where I need to button it up a little bit. And I know where I need to, I can get loosey goosey and sometimes they'll reciprocate. Uh, sometimes it's worse. <laughs> and so, and right. so to me, that's a fun way of, of just trying to get a vibe on, on what I would consider quote unquote, my kind of people. Right. And yeah. that's the most important thing because your energy is highest when you're around because good people is different to everybody, yeah. right? Find yeah. your good people is our message yeah. here. Not find everyone that looks like Aaron, but yeah. maybe that's not your good people and that's fine, but it's, you need to be a connector and understand and care more about people, whoever those people are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's super important to, to keep them at the top of your mind then too. And, and, and like you said, I think there's that preconceived notion of like, okay, I connected with that person. Now I got to, how am I going to stay in, in connection with this person every six weeks, every two months, every three months, there's people that I feel like I have very good connections with. And I, and I've built a strong relationship with that. I really only talk to about three times a year. But sometimes I just think about them and I will fire over someone that they need to meet, or I will send them a message of something that I read that I thought really reminded me of them. It doesn't always need to be about like that back and forth reciprocating conversation. Sometimes it's just, Hey, I'm thinking about you, man. Right. And that's, yeah. that's so important right now because people need that. They need to know that there's people thinking about them too. And we need to, yeah. when we do it, we need to recognize that it's so important on so many levels. So you're getting a taste and remind me when we stop recording, I got to show you the mug that you, you'll like it. The mug that's on right. my desk. Um, everyone else, sorry, you don't get to see it. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll post it on social. Maybe I won't, but sure. um, so this is the feeling of C9 right? This is really what you've created. And this is not a commercial for C for a coalition nine. It's just, it's different. And I've been in a lot of different forums. I'm, I'm even in a national forum right now. It's just got a different purpose for me than yeah. what C9 does. So how can people connect with you? Talk a little bit about coalition nine. So they understand, because we've talked about it kind of throughout the podcast about what it is, how, you know, what it's really, I know you've got some key beliefs that it's really built on. So share mm -hmm. a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a community, right? So it's community for leaders and we've got people that are, are not in leadership in business, but they're part of our community because they uh, truly want to be better leaders in their life. And so it's leaders all across the board. Uh, there's groups of nine people. So coalition nine, and uh, they are facilitated by one of our amazing facilitators that are either leadership advisors, business coaches, um, or organizational psychologists. Mm -hmm. And we put no competition within uh, the group. So it can be the, at the greatest height of uh, authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability. Uh, I truly believe that if you're going to build a community, you can't have it just be uh, based on something that is, is um, hey, we're all a bunch of executives or we're, you, you're a CEO only, or you need to have this much in revenue. It, it can be very inclusive and it needs to be very diverse. Mm -hmm. And then it, like anything else that builds community, there needs to be some shared key beliefs. 
And so our, our shared key beliefs is that we believe every member lives and leads with character first. We believe that every member has insatiable curiosity, always searching for why. And then we believe all ships rise. And as the tide of the community rises, so do our members. And that really is the baseline of what we wanted to build. And then just bringing, like I said, good people together. I personally meet every single person. We have 80 members today. If we're at 800 members in the future, I want to have a personal relationship with every single one. That's my role is being the, the founder. And then I want to be that, that connector for other people that need things and want to just have a mentor or whatever it is. Uh, it's their monthly meeting sessions. You're uh, a member. You're, uh, your CEO, Chelsea, is a member. Oh, wait. I'm already a member. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you are such a great <laughs> champion. That's awesome. And Chelsea is uh, Chelsea Paulson, your CEO. She's a member and she's a facilitator, like, right? Like she's double dipping, which is amazing. Uh, and so we're doing some great events. So that we're be able to not only have in, in education, uh, but there's also relationship building. We wanna we wanna be able to bring good people together, and uh, and it's funny how good pe good people attract good people. So I really don't have a very strong business development effort. It's friends telling friends, and it's people like you saying, "Listen, you got to be a part of this," right. and. That I don't. I mean, it's the most humbling thing. I, I mean, I get like every week. I at Friday, I I pour myself a cocktail at the end of the week, and I'm like, "What it just happened? Like, how are we getting to where we're getting um, super grassroots?" And it's so much fun. I love it. So, where can people find more information? Uh, Coalition9.com. Uh, Coalition Nine on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, relatively active on LinkedIn, and then um, pretty much any other social channel. But I would say coalition9.com is a great place to start. Perfect. And lots of references, lots of people. If they're wondering what it's like, you can connect them, right? To get a sense for how it's yeah. different, because there are a lot of different forms like that, but it is different. Um, thank you for being here and having oh. this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I've been wondering when you were going to ask me to be on this. And I was just like putting my <laughs> fingers together, hoping that we could come together. You uh, also were on my podcast. And, uh, and I think podcast. that, yeah, and I'll tell you, that's one of the places people can find me. But uh, we knowing that how hard it is to get guests for a podcast, you do such a great job. And I'm so honored to be on this show with you. Yeah. So just a secret, it, this is how it works for me. Is Sophia's like, we need some guests. I'm like holy crap, I haven't had this person on. Like I, this yeah, right. is so not a planful thing. Anybody who knows me is laughing right now. Like, yeah, this isn't like, I've yeah. thought this out for the next six months. It's usually like, I can't, I, I, in my head, we've had this conversation. It just, whether or not we shared it with everybody else. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah. how I think we actually part. did have this conversation. <laughs> we did, we did. Very similar conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, to the community that we've built with this podcast, this is just another example of our job here is to just shift your perspective a small amount to maybe open you up, to make you think differently, to make you take a different action today or this week. Um, this isn't meant for full transformation. It's meant to hear journeys and to see what works for other leaders and to try it on and see if it can help you. So I continue to be grateful for you, Aaron, for the people that come on here and vulnerably share their stories. And I continue to be grateful for the community that is engaged in this podcast and having an impact. Thanks everyone. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.